Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email agelessarttattooandpiercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. In 2017, one man's vision and passion for all things metal started out as a record store in his house. Years later, the fight against a mainstream empire continues as Shade Beast. An independent metal collective and online store based in Athens, Georgia, is the world's premier heavy metal brand for music heads that value authenticity over the mainstream acceptance. Featuring original t-shirts from some of the best underground artists, as well as stickers, posters from the Shade Beast Presents concert series. Unique, one-of-a-kind collectibles and small curated selection of vinyl and cassettes from the masters old and new. Visit ShadeBeast.com and enter promo code SITHLORD for free domestic shipping on your first order, whether you're a new customer or returning. And be sure to join the Shade Beast social groups on Facebook and the interwebs to keep up with the new release announcements and talk all things metal and Star Wars. You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and filth. St. 
Thank you for tuning into the Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson and I'm your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at metalforgeradio at gmail.com or visit the website metalforgeradio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. What's going on, Metalheads? Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of The Metal Forge. And you know what time it is. Yeah, it's time for this new episode. And this week, I have Jeff Black from the band Gatekeeper from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And we are going to be kicking ass and talking with him in just a minute. But before we get into it, how are you all doing this week? I am doing fairly well. Uh, went and had a rad-ass time in Nashville last Saturday night with uh, my friend Jessica and her friend JB. And we stopped in a few bars, the Red Door. We went to the local, and we ended up going to Springwater. And anybody who has been to the Springwater knows that it is the oldest bar in Tennessee. Super cool fucking place. Um I love that little ass bar. You know, it's just like, it's, I wouldn't call it a dive or anything like that. It's just this old, it's just a, a, just a little bar, man. And I love that place. It's a total cool deal. I got to go there back for the first time back in, uh, October when I got to, uh, hang out with Graham from, uh, seven sisters when he was here on, on holiday and it's just such a rad place, man. I can't wait to go back, you know, because Nashville is pretty fun. Even though, you know, metal and all of that is, yeah, you do have some metal bars and all of that stuff down there, like the end and and just, you know, all of these other places. But, like, you know, even even with the, the regular bars, it, it, it's still pretty cool. It's still a good vibe, I think, and you can have a lot of fun. So, aside from all that, wow, man, like, super busy last weekend. We had two interviews on Friday, two interviews on Saturday, and then with the the impromptu trip to Nashville, I didn't do my Sundays, uh, so we're going to be rescheduling those for sure. But yeah, it's 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 been really fucking kicking over here. We've got a lot of kick-ass episodes coming out here in the next couple of months, and you know, it's al- it almost is a it's almost like the the plane's leaving the runway right now. You're just lifted off for the year, and we're going to the fucking stratosphere this week and this year with the Metal Forge. Bigger, better, awesome guests, more guests, fucking more kick-ass times, you know, more metal mischiefs, more heavy metal wastelands, more album reviews, more show reviews, more, 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 fuck yes, Uh, a couple of live showcase uh, shows here in Louisville, Kentucky, we've got a... We've got a show in April, we have one in July, and we have one in October. We're going to be kicking ass with everybody coming in. I know Jason's band, Temptations Wings, will be coming in for the April Metal Forge Showcase, along with a few others. Uh, on the Metal Forge Showcase for July, it is a, it's a special event. It's a punk rock matinee show at 
the the mag bar and that has some awesome fucking bands on there like eviler Knieveler, uh and ramathorn and creeps inc and a couple others on there so it's going to be fucking awesome and you know we're we're always out to help promote everybody so if you have show listings or anything like that shoot us a message you know metalforgeradio at gmail.com let's get that shit going let's get that party started where we can start putting out the info for your shows whether you're in Louisville or not you know if you want to sit there and want to shout out to say hey Friday the 3rd of March go to such and such and see so and so because if you're in that area it's going to be a kick-ass fucking show we'll do it you know just get them out to me with you know a couple of weeks in advance and i'll plug that shit for you because this is what it's all about it's all about the kick-ass times it's all about you know help promoting each other which is what i've uh, often tried to do which is why uh, jason and i came up with flame keeper was to help promote each other's podcasts and deliver more bang for your buck on everything. And, you know, not only that, but you also get uh, Athena's Thrashers and Destroyers on there. Not with the Flame Keeper, but the promotion as well. You get the, the, the Thrashers and Destroyers, you know, the Metal Mischief, the Heavy Metal Wasteland, the Metal Forge, the, the Ale Horn, the Mud Horn, uh, all of that awesome fucking stuff. The Unsleeved series, you know, which I've done two episodes of. I need to do another one. So, what do I need to do it about? What's this week's, uh, what's the new episode of the Metal Forge Unsleeved going to be that you can actually get uh, direct on the Flamekeeper Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Flamekeeper. But you also get it, uh, you know, like three or four days after everybody else does on YouTube. So I've done patches and I've done the, the room tour, the metal forge tour, right? So do we do a tattoo tour next? Cause I got quite a bit of them. Do we do a battle jacket tour? Do we do a gear tour for, you know, for overload and stuff like that? Just, uh, you know, shoot me a message. Let me know what's up. Comment, you know, and do all that stuff. So, fuck yeah, I'm feeling good. This is kicking ass. I'm having a great fucking time this week. Fucking yes. Just yes all the fucking time. Thank you to all the sponsors out there. You hear the commercials on the show. Thank you all so much for sticking with the Metal Forge. You know, keeping everything going. Kicking ass with us. Not backing down from anything. Shit, yes. Thank you to all of you for listening each and every single week. You all have totally made my metal dream come true here where I get to talk about just all kinds of shit. And just goofy shit, you know, fun shit, serious shit. You all make that come true, and I absolutely love doing it. So, hell yeah. Let's go ahead and get into this week's episode with Gatekeeper. This is from their newest album, From Western Shores. This is Exiled Key. (laughs) 
metalheads maniacs crazy motherfuckers out there <laughs> i mm-hmm. have mr jeff black from the band gatekeeper here in the metal forge jeff how are you hello <laughs> i am i'm not bad mark it's great to talk with you man um i'm just uh just finished up a day of uh, day of work here and i'm about to kick back and in, enjoy my weekend hell yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So you guys are from Canada. That's right. Where where whereabouts in Canada? Because I'm looking on the metal archives and it's like, well, there's Edmonton, there's Vancouver. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, so, that's so where right. Are you all? So so uh, so we're based out of Vancouver. Uh, that's where I live right now. I'm in the city of Vancouver, and then the rest of the guys in the band are kind of in some of the various like suburbs around around the city. Um, and then our singer, our current singer, Tyler, he lives in a town called Armstrong, which is a bit of a hike away. It's like four or five hours drive and sort of out in an area called the Okanagan Valley. So I'm on like, I'm like on the West coast and then he's inland 
about four or five hours. Definitely. Yeah. So that's, you know, I'm going to go out before we even get started in, in the real interview here is the scene up there in the Pacific Northwest is absolutely amazing. It feels that way for sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's a bit surreal when you think about some of like the really awesome bands that have come out of this area, and you think like, oh yeah, like I'm pl- I, like, I'm playing in the same I'm playing on the same stages that like Three Inches of Blood got started playing on, or like I'm you know I, I'm I'm playing in the same rehearsal rooms that Unleashed the Archers rehearses in it, stuff like that. Like it's pretty it's pretty awesome. Definitely. And I'm not even going that far. I'm just saying with bands like Solicitor Spell, Soul Grinder, Bewitcher, uh, oh, yeah. to others, Time Rip, mm-hmm. you guys, it's like, yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, I don't know what's in the water up there, but <laughs> keep fucking drinking it. <laughs> sure, yeah. But you don't need to tell me. No, that, 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 that is true. There are some pretty phenomenal bands in this area. All the bands that you mentioned are bands that I like. And, you know, we've shared the stage with and, uh, you know, become become pretty close with. So it's uh, it's an honor to be a part of like such a such a community of awesome musicians and great people, too. Definitely. So I always have to ask because, you know, I'm based in the what's called the Ohio Valley and uh, which is I am just inside of Indiana, about a mile from Louisville, Kentucky, if you're familiar with the. I can picture Missouri on the map a little bit, yeah. Definitely. We're on the same, like, parallel, like, uh, same, uh, what is that, latitude line as as San Francisco. But we have completely fucked up weather, Uh, which (laughs) is where I'm going with this. How is the weather in Vancouver going around this time of year? So this is kind of like the rainy season, I guess. It's a monsoon season, so... We don't like in terms of Canada, we get the least amount of snow in like the whole country, which is why people like to live here a lot of the time. So it's uh, today is actually nice and clear and sunny, but up until up until today, it's been like pissing rain for the past like week. Oh, yeah, which yeah. is which is always crazy because I've got friends in LA and it's been doing the same thing down there, even. And yeah. we've been getting their weather, at, you know, like a th- like three or four days later. And it's just, it's been like mm-hmm. torrential downpour, like real shitty weather down there too. So, yeah, totally. I totally Which is even kind of rare for, it's even kind of rare for LA. Like LA doesn't normally get as much rain. Like we're sort of in like rainforest country up here. Right, but, right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I that's going to be one of my destination places to go is you know Vancouver and the Pacific Northwest like that. I've I've been to oh, yeah. Southern California, but never anything past uh, past that. I've never been uh, like an hour and a half or so north of LA is the farthest north that way I've been. Oh, okay. On that side, uh, yeah, man, it's 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 pretty nice out here and. You know, if if you want to get a similar kind of experience to like Vancouver, I mean, Seattle is Seattle is not that different from Vancouver in in a lot of ways. Is just one less border crossing to go through. Definitely, yeah. Uh, I, as I've heard that, but you know, I want to get the whole the whole experience. You know, for sure. So, mm-hmm. tell everybody about Gatekeeper. Yeah, yeah. So, so Gatekeeper, uh, we we're like a like a like a classic heavy metal band. Uh, some people. Sometimes we use the tag epic metal or epic heavy metal, um, which basically just means that our we're, we're basically very um, we're themed around 
like traditional sword and sorcery novels, uh, like very Conan the Barbarian themed and Tolkien and that kind of stuff. So it's uh, it's classic heavy metal, but less on like sort of the the motor like the motorcycle and alcohol type themes that you might hear in some bands, and focusing more on like the fantasy and like literature side of things. Um, and uh, yeah, we 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 started in in Edmonton. So that's why you saw us in Edmonton on Metal Archives. That's where the band was formed. And it, I kind of started that band as a way for me to kind of teach myself how to play guitar, uh, just learning how to play riffs by some of my favorite bands, writing my own riffs. And then over as time went on, I gradually became, morphed into a real band. And we became more active when I moved out to the West Coast. I got a whole new lineup and we started touring. We got signed to Cruz Del Sur Music and put out, um, put out an album and an EP We've been to Europe a couple times now. We've been to, we've been to the states a number of times as well, and it's just kind of blossomed out from there. And now it's the time for the second record to come out. Right on, and it says this like you just said was started as a solo project in two thousand and nine ish, and around there. What's that? I would say yeah, around then. Yeah. Okay, so has. Has it been the same lineup ever since, or have y'all had uh, quite a few different lineup changes? How does that? Quite, quite a few lineup changes. I'm like I've been the only consistent member throughout the entire thing. Uh, when I lived in Edmonton, so Edmonton's really far from Vancouver. Edmonton, like if I drove, if I wanted to drive to Edmonton, it would take me about 15 hours. So those, so those guys are all still in Edmonton or or around. Do they're doing their own thing? Um, but since I've moved to Vancouver, which was in 29, sorry, 2014. Uh, I restarted the band in 2015, and a couple of those guys have been in the band ever since that. So I, our bass player David, he was like the first guy I talked to when I reformed the, when I started the band up in Vancouver, and our drummer Tommy as well. So the three of us have been going strong since 2015, and um, our new our singer Tyler, he's pretty new. He joined the band last year, and Adam, our guitar player, he joined the band in 2019. Awesome. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely get the thing of, you know, you moving and it being uh, a long distance away. So, yeah, it's kind of hard to, you know, even even, you know, seven, eight, nine years ago, I think it was a lot harder for bands to do the long distance band thing on an independent level. Sure, sure. Not like today where here it is, we're on Zoom and recording through an audio interface to mm-hmm. a you know, to computers. It's it's it the technology has came a long way since then. It yeah, it's actually crazy because even like in the past four three or four years, you know, basically since the pandemic kicked in, like I found myself in a bunch of those long distance projects, long distance collaborations and stuff. So it's actually like completely bonkers what you can pull off in this day and age. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, that's where uh I've kind of disbanded using no pun intended <laughs> uh, <laughs> using the term local on things sure. because of that reason. Because if you have a member in Fort Wayne, Indiana and one in Cardiff and you have, you know, you say you in Vancouver, where mm-hmm. exactly are you are you local to? You're not. You're you're all, you're stretched all over the world and th- right. the way things are now is hey, somebody you can all fly to a central location, practice and then go on tour for 
however long you need to. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, that's right. I, yeah, it's like, uh, and a, a lot of ba- and, a, and a lot of bands operate that way too. Like a lot of bands will just literally get together like the week before tour, like rent a rehearsal room and just like knock it out, and then they're just roommates, you know, for for a month or whatever. Oh yeah, absolutely. I know. I have several friends who who do that. That are not, you know, that their guitar player might live in Louisiana and they live <laughs> here, you know, and that's totally cool because of the way the dynamic has changed. It almost yeah. feels more, you know, like it was back in the day with, you know, in like the, you know, the sixties and seventies, I think, you know, where you had people after they had achieved some bit of, stardom or whatever and they all went their separate ways and you know uh john lives in fucking memphis now you know (laughs) right 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 i see all right we got to get this going back on back together how do we do it guys you know stuff like that which i think is awesome yeah it's it's cool that like geography is no longer an obstacle in the way that that it once was i mean there's a lot to be said about that and it's uh it's enabled me personally to like have connections with awesome musicians that, you know, I, I would not normally under like normal circumstances, I would have never even learned their names, you know? Oh, so it's, it's changed the game. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So as you said, you all put out the, the first full length, uh, back in 2018, right? That's right. Yeah. Uh, and what we're here to talk about is from Western shores, the new album yes that's right so before we get into that was obviously the pandemic plays a a part in this Uh, Mm -hmm. because it's four years difference was it was it intended to be that way did you want to have it out beforehand and it just the pandemic completely wrecked it or the pen yeah, the pandemic definitely fucked us. <laughs> um, but it, <laughs> As it, put it lightly. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, it definitely it definitely messed stuff up. I mean, we certainly didn't want it to want it to be this long. Um, things and things in Gatekeeper tend to go a little bit longer than they should, I find. But you know, things happen um, during the pandemic. We we lost our previous singer, uh, Jean Pierre, uh, who sings for another really cool band called Traveler. Um, during that time frame, like we were, we were working on from Western shores. We had pretty much all the songs demoed out. We knew what the songs were going to sound like, and we were workshopping like the final touches and the vocals and the lyrics. And then he decided that he wanted to step away from the band. It just wasn't doing it for him anymore. So he stepped away. Um, we spent about probably six or eight months tracking down a new vocalist and found Tyler. And, and then, of course, we had to go in and re- record everything, and that whole process took about a year, just because, again, we, it was during the pandemic, so we did the drums one week, and then, you know, uh, we would have to split up the rest of the recording sessions, basically at my home studio, and that, you know, we had to do that piecemeal over the next six months while people were, you know, available and not sick and stuff like that. And so it just, the whole process took way longer than it should have, um, but it's 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 happening, and to be honest, in some way, it's kind of it's kind of like fate in a lot of ways because I think that uh, the the stuff that we had to go through has actually resulted in a better record than we would have had if everything had gone a little more smoothly. We had to make some serious changes to certain to you know we had to make a, we had to make a serious change within the band, which forced us to sort of approach the songs with a different mindset. 
and I think it actually came out sounding like a like a, a much better album. So I'm I'm happy about it, even though it took a lot longer than we wanted it to. Absolutely. So here's here's an here's a good one for me. Because there's always the rumor of you know, and I and I equate this to what you had said to like back in black is the the rumor that the album was done when Bond had passed. He just didn't put vocals down. So right. was that a thing for you guys too? Did you have everything written? And if so, when you got the uh, the new vocalist, did he have to go in and like rewrite lyrics or? or yeah, so that. Yeah, I mean, basically, yeah. Like we, we had all the music was written, um, and and we even had the actually we actually had the drums recording recorded um, right around the time that uh, that our that our singer left, and we were doing like demos of his vocal parts with him, and we, we were going back we were going back and forth, and and I, and I think it was just it was just not like he wasn't really su- he wasn't stoked on it, and we weren't super stoked on it either, and so we eventually he he decided to take a step back and. He said he just didn't want to didn't want to do it anymore. And when we brought Tyler in, we just started completely from scratch with the vocals. We said, you know what? Let's just let's not uh, touch what we worked on uh, with with JP before. Let you know that that that, that was his chapter. Um, let's do something completely fresh, completely different. And that's what we got with with Tyler. He came in and he wrote pretty much all of his own vocal lines. You know, minus a couple things here and there. Wrote almost all of his all, all of his own lyrics with a little bit of direction from us and yeah so we yeah when he came in we basically started completely from scratch on the vocal side of things music was pretty much all there but even then like once he kind of stepped into the role we had to you know things shifted a little bit like we kind of adjusted some of the little bells and whistles definitely see that is amazing to to sit there and to come in with music that's already been, you know, kind of established at that point and just say, okay, you know, we've got to add this now. You, you know, you've got to, you've got to come in and do, you've got to write all of this. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a really, it's a, to me, it's like a, a feather in Tyler's cap because I mean, he had like a, he had a tough job to do because um, JP, our, our, our previous singer, I mean, he, he's a great singer and a super, crea- a super creative guy, very charismatic, and a lot of people like really like him and really like what he does. I mean, you know, I do too. Like, I'm still a fan uh, of his. And so Tyler had a, had a tough job to do to come in and not only fill his shoes and sing his old songs that he wrote and help us help us develop and everything, but now he had to kind of be his own singer as well and be like the new face of the band. So. He had, a, he had a tough job to do, but he really rose to the occasion, and like I think he knocked that out of the park. I think it's great, and it's uh, it's it's really suitable for the band's sound, and I, everyone everyone seems to enjoy it. So I'm very happy with it. Definitely, and see, that's one of my things as the as the artist in me is just to be the same role in another band because obviously he's vocals in Odin Fist as well. That's right, yeah. And to not, you know, hit the same idea structure, even if it is a completely different band, you know, like mm-hmm. what the, what the band writes about is, I guess, what I'm saying, what the thematic difference is to the band. And same thing with, like, being a guitar player in that sense, you know, playing guitar mm-hmm. in a, your primary project and then playing guitar in something else and not intertwining the two or having t- something that sounds too similar. Because 
that you know it's mm-hmm. just wow <laughs> for, for sure yeah because because that's definitely a thing i mean it, it it, it becomes this thing of like, why, you know, why am I playing in the same band, but they're just two different bands? You know, I could just do one of these and put more, put more effort into it, right? But um, yeah, I mean, like, like, like for, uh, in Tyler's case, for example, like with him, um, in his other band, Odin Fist, like he he can probably he he would be able to speak to this better than I could. But you know, he he also plays, he sings and plays guitar in Odin Fist, and he does the lines share of the songwriting in that one. So he's writing riffs and he's like re- structuring out and arranging the songs and everything. Whereas with this, the songs were there and he just had to kind of like, he had to basically dress them up and turn them into like something that someone would uh, want to actually, you know, sit down and listen to or whatever. Um, and who knows what the future will hold. I mean, maybe like in the, the door is open for him to contribute riffs and song ideas as well too. Um, Cause he's, uh, he's been at, he's been doing that for a while. So um yeah, I mean, it's up. It's up to him how much he wants to be involved, and or like what level of creative um, asset he wants to bring to the table. You know, absolutely. So I'm looking through the archives here, and mm-hmm. obviously, the, it's interesting because they're allowing albums to be put on there prior to release now. So we've got a track yes. listing for the new album from Western Shores. But yeah, yeah. it's not out yet, and it's not going to be out mm-hmm. until when? Uh, March 24th, which I believe is, yeah, Friday, March 24th. So, a couple months from now. Hell yeah. Uh, so, I'm looking at this, and I absolutely love artwork and in, in music, you know? Mm-hmm. No matter if it's released digital, uh, if it's CD, vinyl cassette whatever i just love taking the artwork and looking at it totally and this is like other world art Uh, i'm just gonna (laughs) say uh because i know it's duncan store is the artist and he's done a few things for you guys yeah he's uh he's great he's almost like a sixth member of the band in a lot of ways that's awesome so yeah, this will be our third piece that we've, our third like record that we've done with his artwork, and it's like at this point, it's kind of hard to imagine working with anyone else. Like his uh, his style seems to have like become ingrained with our covers. That sometimes people just say that they they like associate our covers with his artwork, or vice versa. You know, absolutely, and and it's really interesting because he has a style that you know it is it is his own. That's that's the big thing oh yeah but but it's the the sword and sorcery aspect of it he doesn't always have that so so like if you take the demon album covers that he has he's got some Mm -hmm. very you know futuristic warfare type you know post post post-apocalyptic warfare covers with them and and what's interesting about it is he really seems to me like that whole uh cross purposes maybe forbidden mm-hmm. uh tier era black sabbath like the tony martin era stuff yeah totally uh and it's got this this whole like uh tsr like original brand D like <laughs> yeah totally D, which i totally love Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
Yeah, he's uh, he, yeah, his his style's very cool. Like uh, it's very no matter what he's drawing, I think it's very informed by the landscape that he lives in. So he he lives in um he lives near Newcastle, England, and he lives like kind of out in the countryside. And I, I think that a lot of if you look at his stuff, the, the, you can you can see all kind of little like Celtic squiggles and little bits and pieces that kind of of, of like nature that that uh, that he draws from his surroundings and things like that. And that's something that I've always really admired about his work. And he does all kinds of different work too. Like he like he does uh, he he works with like progressive rock bands and does weird spacey psychedelic stuff. He does more futuristic stuff. He does more traditional Frank Frazetta oriented like book cover kind of stuff. But he also like he also does paintings and stained glass for like local churches and oh, stuff as wow. well. And he'll yeah, and he'll do like big like medieval style manuscripts. I mean, he is just like an illustrator, you know. He he sends me like a Christmas card every year, and the Christmas card is like uh, it, it is like a like a woodblock, uh, like a woodblock painting oh, wow. that he's done by that he's made by hand, and he does like a whole he does a shitload of them and mails them to all of his friends and family and stuff. Like he's just like the artist's artist, you know. And that's but 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 no matter what, you can always kind of get a feel for the fact that it's him drawing it, no matter what the subject is. And I I think a lot of his style is informed by like the old English countryside and like the little, the mythology that surrounds that part of the world. Oh, definitely. And, and I see what you're saying as I'm going through his, uh, his pages here on the metal archives. And it is so cool because yeah, there is a bit of Frazetta in there. There's a bit of like, uh, I see Mobius in, yeah, in there. Totally. And you know, and Mobius is like with the line work that he does or did, I should mm-hmm. say, where it's like super attention to detail, super thin lines and it's just really cool. And you know, I yeah. I see like Richard Corbin and you know, so many of these awesome illustrators over the years that have all yeah. been in in heavy metal, <laughs> you know the what 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 the uh, heavy metal magazine was all about. Yeah, totally, dude, totally, absolutely, and, and yeah, the Celtic knot work and stuff. Like I'm looking at a Skyclad album cover that he had done, yeah. and it's just amazingly beautiful. Yeah, man. I mean that that's that's, that's why we thought of him. We we made a short list, like when we did that first record, East of Sun. We made a. Uh, a short list of people that we want to do our, like album covers with. And we just said, you know what, let's just pretend that like money is no object. And like, let's just make like a top five pie in the sky list of artists. And he was on it. It was him. And then, the, you know, like Rodney Matthews was on it and like uh, Ken Kelly and stuff like that. And we, we, we contacted everyone. We said, well, you know, let's just do it. Let's just see what happens. And yeah, Duncan Store got back to us like immediately. Like he wrote, he wrote us back within like ten hours, and just kind of ta- we we kind of talked about the project, and eventually we got to uh, the cover of East of Sun, and it was just like, oh wow, we're just gonna talk to the guy who did all the skyclad covers that we that we love, you know, and yeah, and he and we were talking like he did he did tour posters for Dio back in the eighties and stuff, you know, it's wild. Wow, that that is awesome. So awesome. March 24th is going to be mm-hmm. a kick-ass day. You know, the new album from Western Shores coming out fucking right. 
Yeah, man, I'm I'm super excited. Like, not not only is it the album release date, but we're also playing a show uh, in Houston. We're playing at Hell's Heroes Festival, and so that festival we're, we're playing on Friday, March 24th. So that's going to be our album release date. And the festival lineup is completely stacked. It's like out of control. The amount of cool bands that we're playing with. So we'll be among friends. We'll be among bands that we that we love and admire. Uh, so I'm very excited for uh, for March 24th for. A number of reasons. <laughs> yeah, I actually was uh, talking with a friend's band about it, and I was just like, hey, or, well, you know, they're friends of mine, I should say. And I was like, hey, mm-hmm. do you guys want to play in Louisville on the 25th? And he's like, we're going to be in Houston. I was like, fuck, you're right. Yeah. You're going to be on that show. I completely forgot. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. right, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, that, that whole Hell's Heroes is, wow, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I was going to go last year, but... My plane did not get in, and I would have missed most of the first day, and I was so oh, mad. Shit. because Dude, that sucks. Yeah, because I, I chose to fly Allegiant, and they only fly once a day, and they only mm. fly on Fridays and Mondays. So, Oh, what a drag. Yep, it, it was terrible. But let's not dwell on that. Let's go ahead and switch over here. We're going to ask some general profile questions about you as a person and they're not even just general profile questions anymore they could be about anything okay all right all right what band do you think should have a much larger following than they do Ooh, that's a that's a fun question um yeah that, that, that's a good one so there's a couple there's a couple bands in in town here that I like, and they're doing pretty well for themselves. But I always, I always think that they they should be a few notches up from where they are. Um, I think I think Spell in Vancouver is like one of the coolest bands in the city, and they do all right. You know, they're 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 becoming like adjacent to Metal Blade Records and things like that. And I would love for them to make that next step of like getting onto one of those like larger, like one of those larger labels and getting out there a bit more and. Every record they do, they seem to come closer. So I, I hope that they, uh, I hope to get there. And another band in town here that I really like, who I, I think should be more well known, is, is Iron Kingdom. Oh, yes. Iron Kingdom is a, yeah, very, very awesome, like traditional heavy metal band. Really great people. Some of the, some of the most incredible players in the city, and they're, they're really awesome. They're, they're super DIY though. They have like a very strong like DIY ethos. And so, you know, I don't know if you'll ever see them get picked up by like by a label that can get them some more like distribution or something. I would love I would love for them to be able to get that for themselves, whether it's like independently or through a label. But they work really hard. They are touring constantly and they're always putting out records and working on new stuff. So, um, you know, I, I, w- I would love to see them like on tour with bands like striker or night demon and things like that oh hell yeah absolutely and both are friends of the metal forge they've both been on here uh cam's been on a couple of times over the last few years and Iron nice. kingdom has been on as well and and it was fun to uh, to do their uh, iron kingdoms interview as well because they were all four in there at the time oh great and <laughs> awesome. it was just completely insane <laughs> Mm-hmm. A lot. Of I could. I could imagine. Those, those, those cats are a lot of fun. We, we've. Uh, yeah. Chris and Chris and I are good friends, and so I'm often at their place, like hanging out, and he'll have the whole band over. And, and me and Cam too. Actually, Cam's one of my one of my closest friends. Cam from Spell. Oh yeah. Uh, he's, he's great. Yeah. 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 They're. They're. Yeah. Super. They're super wonderful people. Like you. You. 
you know, you get, you get all those people in a room and you're going to have a great time. It's going to be a great party. Oh, for sure. Uh, what was the first band shirt you felt super cool about wearing to school? <laughs> oh, man. So th- th- this is funny. Um, I, uh, the first band shirt I ever bought and the first, the, the band shirt that like basically made me friends in grade, grade 10 or grade 11 was uh, iced earth. <laughs> mm. So, you know, and of course the iced earth obviously has uh, a, you know, a bit of a checkered situation going on right now. So I think people are a little, people are embarrassed. A lot of people are embarrassed to be fan- fans of iced earth, uh, but I have to say they were very, uh, they were um, a really big part of my, you know, metal journey as like a teenager. And I remember like I, at the mall in my hick town that I grew up in, they had like iced earth shirts, which kind of blew my mind because it was iced earth next to like my chemical romance and like the used and stuff like that. So I bought that shirt cause I was a, obviously a fan. And then like all of a sudden all the metal heads at school, would just like it was like all of a sudden like they just saw me and they just didn't know I existed before and I just all of a sudden had this like friend of like metalheads this group nice. of metalhead friends who let me hang out with them so yeah I yeah. The, given the stuff that's happened with him and it's so weird mm-hmm. because he's he's in hiding or something now because yeah I guess so yeah yeah it's it's, yeah. it's just a whole crazy slew of stuff but yeah I totally get get that. Yeah, so it's 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 kind of funny to think back on it, but like in many ways, Ice Earth were in some ways responsible for me being where I am in some kind of bizarre, you know, it's <laughs> a bizarre twist of fate. Definitely. Um, yeah, so you know, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hide that. <laughs> Hell yeah, and, and I mean, you know, that that's the thing too, where it's just like separating the art from the artist you know because look at there's a ton of Burzum fans out there sure <laughs> um not yeah. only that but you know there's almost there there's almost no such thing as guilty pleasures because people are allowed to like what they like well it's like what they like i mean it's and it's funny because I, I don't even really listen to ice earth that much anymore like they, like I, I feel like i've kind of moved on i guess but uh you know, at that time, they're just like a super important band for me. They're the band that made me want to learn how to play guitar. You know, so I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think it, I, I don't think it uh, does anyone any favors for me to just like not to, for me to be dishonest about that. I guess. Yeah. Right. Uh, at a sparsely attended concert, why do mm-hmm. you think people stand so far away from the stage? Um. That's a that's a great question. I, it's 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 one of those like weird like social like psycho psychological social things where it's I, I, I think it's because you know the, the the room is sparsely attended, so the energy level is down. Even if the band are killing it and doing a great job, the energy level in the room isn't the same. And I do think that you know when you have like a live band playing and there's a lot of people and they're all having a really good time. There is that certain energy, and everyone wants to kind of match each other's energy, right? Everyone's feeling really good. Um, when you have fewer people in the room, there's like a disconnect, I think, between those energy levels, right? It's hard. It's uh, for for a lot of people, I think it's a lot harder to get in the same zone that a live band is trying is is in when there's just not that many people to spread that around with, right? Um, and there's also something to be said about you know people. Uh, uh, what's what, what, there's a turn of phrase that is not coming to my mind, but you know people like to prop up 
people, you know, people don't, people want to avoid the sinking ship, I guess. Right. Right. <laughs> so, so if things are going well, if things are going well, people want to be near that. People want to, uh, people want to take part in that. And if things are going not so well, you know, people, uh, try to avoid that i guess so Definitely. i'm not sure if that's yeah no you're out. you're absolutely right it's like if there's something out there you know and, and we've all seen and probably all done at some point some cringe moments on stage kind of thing and i know sure. I, i've definitely done some cringe shit and i know a ton of other people who do and you just sit there and being being in the audience while other, somebody else is doing it you're right. just like what and, and you're you're right it's the thing of it's the the dispersed energy. Yeah, yeah, and th- there might even be something to the fact that like you're you know if if you go up and you're just like rocking out by yourself and like like really just enjoying yourself to the enjoying yourself by yourself when they're you know like if you're like in front of a band by yourself and then you've got like twenty of your peers kind of hanging back in the shadows, it really puts you in front of the in front of the audience as well it puts you in front of everyone else and i could see people being like very nervous about that you know for sure not wanting wanting to stand out in front of their peers in that way (laughs) oh absolutely which is you know uh back in the day there was a meme where it was a band playing and there was one guy standing in front of him and it said we'd like to thank bobby for coming out tonight yeah yeah classic classic and so you've seen that meme. Oh yeah, totally. That is a bar in my city. <laughs> that like like the the bar in that meme is is in your city. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. What what's the name of that bar? Uh Third Street Dive. Oh hell yeah. That fucking rules, dude. Yeah. Dude, that's sick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it it's exactly that moment of what you were just saying. If you're if the one person is up there rocking the fuck out and there's twenty people standing behind him, you know, twelve mm-hmm. feet away, it's that meme mm-hmm. and <laughs> Yeah. Uh, if if a band that's were so coming funny. to your city, where would you tell them to eat? Oh, um, yeah. Okay. So we got some great food in, in town here. Um, it might depend on where they're playing, but my go-to for people who are visiting Vancouver for the first time is to go to a, a neighborhood called Commercial Drive. Uh, Commercial Drive is sort of, um, I guess it's kind of like, uh, sort of like a hipster sort of a street, but it's, uh, it's not downtown. It's, it's in a neighbor, it's in a part of the town called East Van. It's like East Vancouver. And it's away from like it's away from like the downtown core with all the high rises and like really ritzy places. But it's got tons of record shops, tons of like cool like independent stores, and a shitload of restaurants and bars and pubs. And it's uh, it's 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 a great little strip to just go up and down. And there is a uh, some of the best sushi I've had um, in some some of the best sushi I've ever had is on Commercial Drive. And there's a really good Indian restaurant that I like a lot too. So I, I'd say go get sushi on the drive. Hell yeah, that's awesome. I'm gonna I'm gonna jot that down really fast and make a note yeah. for when I when I actually get to get to make it up there. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a cool spot too because it's not really touristy. Like it's it's a, it's an area that you know of when if you've like been in Vancouver for a little bit. But it's if you're a tourist and you're visiting Vancouver for the first time, no, like it just you, you just wouldn't go there. Like no one would ever think to tell you to go there. So that's you know it's it's a cool little uh, tucked in neighborhood that's popular but yet not touristy. Definitely, 
Uh, how do you feel about loaning gear to other bands at shows? Um, kind of. I guess it kind of depends. If it's something like that that we that we arrange in advance, I'm cool. Like if if you know if someone's like, hey, like I'm we're we're, we're flying in and you know we our, our guitars didn't make it. If they, if they if they message me in advance and we like figure it out, then I'm I'm okay with it. Um, you know, sharing cabs, I'm okay with. It's it's more like if if like assholes just kind of show up to the show and they just they just decide they're they want to sh- they want to bore your gear without talking to you up front. That kind of bugs me. Um, it's a little I think it's a little inconsiderate. Um, obviously, emergencies are one thing. Emergencies happen, but um, yeah, I don't know. Um, cabs I'm fine with. I'll, I'll share cabs. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll share my cabs. But if you want to use my guitar, yeah, you know, give me some give me some advance warning. <laughs> yeah, for sure, because it's an extension of of ourselves, for sure. We, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's the most damageable thing that I, you know, it, it's it's one of the more expensive parts of the rig, and it's one of the more fragile parts of the rig. Yep. Oh, I get it. Um, if you could only listen to music from one decade, what would you choose? Right. Oh my god. Um. I would get torn, I think, between 80s and 90s, I, I, I think. Like, 80s is kind of a go-to because, you know, everyone loves, like, 80s metal and things like that, and there's some, like, great 80s pop and stuff. But there, I don't know, man. Like, there there's some awesome records that, that, like, especially in heavy music that came out in the 90s. Like, a lot of my favorite power metal records came out in the 90s, like Blind Guardian, uh, Painkillers in the 90s, you know. So I w- it would be kind of a toss-up there. I might have to go 80s, though, just because uh, Finn Lizzy has some records in the 80s, and that'll get, that'll, that'll get me some Finn Lizzy. It'll get me All the Good Maiden. It'll get me loads, a shitload of good Judas Priest. It'll get me Riot. So, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, go, I'll, go, the, uh, I'll go the easy route, and I'll say 80s. And it'll give you the first four Metallica albums, too. <laughs> it'll, give me, it'll give you the first four Metallica albums. <laughs> And that's 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 important. That's important to know. Yeah. So oh let's, let's stop fucking around. <laughs> I won't get rest in peace, but it's okay. I'll get some other. I'll, I'll get the other shit. Yeah. If you could have one current artist to guest on one of your songs, who would it be and why? Mm, mm, mm. Current artist. So I, I've been really lucky because I've been doing some some solo stuff where I've been having some like some guest guest collaborators uh jump on there so a lot of my peers i've been able to work with but so if i had to pick like someone like pie in the sky to like sing on a track um it would either be russell allen from symphony x to sing or hansi kirsch from blind guardian to sing one of those two guys hell yeah uh if you had to cover one album from start to finish which album would it be Oh Jesus, um, man! Start to finish—that's that's a big call. Yeah, because like, yeah, yeah, no, that's true. No, um, okay, album, album, top to bottom, start to finish. We're playing it. It's a tribute show. Okay, what are we playing? Um, just because I think it would be. Oh man, I don't know. This is a, this, man. This is actually harder. This this is this is this might be the hardest one so far. Um. I think actually, you know what? I think it would be fun, especially if we're doing it with Gatekeeper. If we did like a Bathory 
album. Ooh. Like, like if we did like Hammerheart from top to bottom, that would be really cool. That that would be something that would be like kind of off the wall and and like a little wacky, but in a way it would kind of make sense. Like we're actually pretty influenced by by Hammerheart and Twilight of the Gods and stuff. And also it wouldn't be it wouldn't be that hard. Those songs aren't super hard either, so it wouldn't feel like I was gonna like die from from like having to learn like a million solos and stuff. So yeah, I I would say I would say like with Gatekeeper, we're doing a tribute show and we got to learn a whole album. I'm gonna go Hammerheart by Bathory. Right on. Yeah, I could get behind that, and, and and you know because it's yeah, it's something that's completely different than what you do. Yeah, it's it's funny. Like it, it's completely different, but we all love that album, and like in a lot of ways, there there are some riffs on there that are kind of inspired by like just like how big and like vast and epic the those songs are especially our early stuff our, our new stuff maybe not as much but our early stuff had a bit more of that going on definitely uh what do you think is the worst movie of all time the worst movie of all time oh man the worst movie of all time okay um See, I, I think the thing for me is that, like, I like bad movies. Like, I'll watch movies that are awful and just laugh at them. So you got to think, okay, what's what's a movie that's bad, but it's not even funny bad? And that's tough because I tend to forget about those kinds of movies. I saw, okay, okay, I saw a movie not even that long ago. Um, okay, they, they did it. They did it. You know that series, The Kingsman? Yeah. Okay, I, I think they, they did one that I, maybe it's the second one, and I remember watching that like a couple, like a year, a year ago or two years ago, and really not getting, really not enjoying that at all. I thought it was, I thought it was really stupid, uh, especially compared to the first one. And then they did a third one after that. I thought was, that I thought was pretty good. But there's like this. I think it's the second Kingsman movie, and I can't remember the name. The it's like, something the full like title the gold, uh, something in the Golden Service or something. Maybe that's it. That 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 might be it. Uh, that's probably that that was probably one of the worst movies I've seen in a while. I don't know if it's the worst worst one, but it's the worst one that I can think of off the top of my head. <laughs> that's awesome. And, and yeah, they they look by the trailers, they look so promising. And then I yeah. I know the one you're talking about because it came out like right either before or it was supposed to come out right at, as the pandemic started and then the lockdowns mm-hmm. were happening and I think they waited a few months and then they put it out like uh, you know like on Amazon Prime or something like that and I don't uh, think okay. it did well okay yeah yeah I'm not surprised man it was pretty rough because yeah like the, the first one was fun the first one was really cool this and the second one was very like schlocky and dumb like it was like it, it was like they kind of took the concept that they set up and they they ran like way too far with it like they, they they went it past the point of it being fun and like it, fun, fun and goofy and it went into like pair like like self-parody territory that's kind of my impression of it at least definitely uh here's an interesting one and and i pull these at random so this is why it's kind of shifting a little bit from music to just other stuff too is of course would you rather spend the night in a haunted prison or a haunted mental institution? Haunted prison or haunted mental institution? Now, are, are, the, are these abandoned? But they're, they're abandoned, but they're haunted. Yes. 
Okay. Um, I'm going to go prison. I'll go prison. Uh, um, I'm not entirely sure why. And, and we're spending one night? Yeah, spending one night. Yeah. Spending one night. Um, I feel like I could go either way. I feel like I'm 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 hardy enough to go either way, but um, if I had to choose one, I, I, I think I'll go prison. Okay. Yeah, I mean, something about the, I don't know, horrors of the mind kind of thing or just are, are otherworldly to me at, at that rate. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I could do that because I'm such an advocate for mental health for everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I feel like I, I feel like the the mental hospital the I feel like there the, the ghosts in there would be a little uh, a little scarier. Oh yeah, it, or more unpredictable, perhaps. Definitely. Uh, do you believe in Bigfoot, Sasquatch, or the Yeti? <laughs> uh, that's a, that's that's a, that's a great question. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no, but I like that people do, and I and I uh, and I and I like that there's. I, I like that the idea of Yeti, Sasquatch, Sasquatch, and Bigfoot exists, and I will never, I will never talk down about it. But um, per, for my own personal beliefs, no, <laughs> definitely, yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. especially living in the Pacific Northwest, where there's so many, you know, sightings up there and everything, and we get a lot of them down here as well around the the uh, the Appalachian. Uh, mountains and everything like that down in like southern oh, right. Kentucky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that makes okay. Yeah, I, I, I get that. I you know it's funny I, it's something that I've never really paid attention to, I guess. So it's like when I, when I hear about Sasquatch or Bigfoot, I I don't really hear about people having like having sightings of them. I it's more like it's more like they just show up in movies or whatever. Right. And it's like, "Ah, oh, it's kind of, you know, it's oh, it's fun. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a thing that, that that it's like a urban legend or whatever." So I guess I just I guess I just don't really meet people who have sightings. I think if maybe I met more people who were sort of who who had that experience, maybe I'd think differently. Definitely, definitely. Um, I have one more question, but before okay. we get into it, as always, links are listed below. So please give a like, a share, and a follow. Go to the Bandcamp page. Go to. Uh, anywhere you can to get info on the band you know buy merch buy albums support these dudes in any way you can because that is really where it is at you know if they're out playing shows if you're going to be in houston for hell's Mm -hmm. heroes go buy merch from these guys because that is how they're going to be able to get home (laughs) that's that's right yeah um yeah the the album pre-orders are running right now we have uh, we have vinyl we'll have cds i imagine we'll do a run of tapes pretty soon we're gonna have a we're gonna have an ass load of new shirts and patches coming out it's all really exciting stuff and yeah if if any of you folks are are in houston for uh, hell's heroes please come and say hi we'd love to meet you we love we love hanging out with metalheads whenever we go to these uh, whenever we go to festivals and stuff like that so please come hang out we'd love to meet you Hell yeah, absolutely. Do you have any shout outs you want to give to anybody today? Um, you know, I want, I'll, actually, shout out to uh, to Christian Larson from Hell's Heroes for inviting us on. He actually invited us to play in 2020, and of course, we know what happened in 2020. Mm-hmm. And he's that, that motherfucker has been like putting so much work into that festival to make it, you know, as successful as it can be, despite having to cancel t- two years in a row. Um, so that, and so that guy, yeah, and he stuck with it. Like 
even when we lost our singer and we couldn't play in 2021, he still wanted us wanted to bring us out. So, uh, shouts out to to Christian from Hell's Heroes for being a badass promoter and uh, and a great dude. Absolutely, uh, another friend of the Metal Forge. So hell yeah, uh, awesome. I need I need to have him back on actually. <laughs> yeah, you should actually. Yeah. I bet he's an interesting guy. Oh, he is. He you know total metal all the way. You know metal in his veins through and through. Mm-hmm. I believe it. So, final question of the day. Okay. What do you think happens after we die? <laughs> okay. Um, the way that I the way that I think of it, the the way that I like to think of it is that there is sort of a grand um, return to like a like a universal subconscious, I guess. So we're you know we're we're all sort of in our own individual consciousness right now. And we go back to the we go back into the infinite, which is um, basically rejoining the cosmos, essentially. So our minds become one with all the other. Basically, our minds become one with everything, like the the, the stars and the earth around us, and the past, the present, and the future. I like to think of it as it's it's in, it's an infinity, which is really hard to which is beyond like human comprehension. So. I think people interpret that as nothingness. I like to interpret that as infinity. Makes me feel a little bit better about stuff. And uh, yeah, that's that's. I, I think it's, it's. I don't think it's dissimilar from like what uh, like Buddhists uh, teach. So I, I, I kind of I kind of go in that in that line. Definitely, I try. To I, and I think I'm the same way with that. I, I think it's a you know a collective conscience of one with the universe and everything um i think it's along the lines of i believe it was einstein who said about you know using 10 percent of the energy in your brain versus 100 percent. if we were ever to be able to use 100 percent, we would be complete energy yeah yeah exactly yeah i think that's, a, that's i think that's an interesting way to Way to put it. Einstein is way smarter than me. I am not like a math physicist guy uh, at all. But uh, I. <laughs> I, like, I, like, I like where he's going with that, though. I'm not even a math metalhead. No. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both, brother. <laughs> awesome. Jeff, thank you so much for coming on to the show this week. This has been super fucking rad. I have just, I've had a blast, man. Uh, likewise, dude. Appreciate yeah. you for appreciate you for having me on, and yeah, um, yeah. Just uh, hope you guys have many more awesome shows coming. Absolutely, up. and thank you. So maybe can can we get a can we get a song from the new album to play out today? I'm sure we could. I'm sure we could. We just uh, as we're talking today, we just released a brand new single from the album called uh, Twisted Towers. Ooh. I think that would be a fun one to close on. Awesome. You heard him. This is from the new album from Gatekeeper. This is Twisted Towers. Hell yes.
What's up, Metal Forge fans? This is Alan Bishop, the alchemist of Indiana's Black Forest and head distiller at Spirits of French Lick. Do you find yourself drawn to the unexplained, fascinated by the Fortean, or enchanted by the paranormal? If the things that go bump in the night resonate in your mind, then tune into my brand new podcast, If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything. Featuring first-hand accounts, collected stories, interviews, history, and speculation related to all things not of this world. Available now on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and more. Set back, relax, and remember, if you have ghosts, you have everything. Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE10 to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Hey, Metalheads, it's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art, New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio, something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at... 2736 Charlestown Road, New Albany, Indiana, 47150. Business hours are Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays are 12 to 6. All sessions are appointment only, so give them a call and go get you some new ink. Or if it's your first time, go get your first one, baby. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground, from the graves of all those unholy, and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine, an independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats, they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout 
to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com.